If you're a visionary and ambitious entrepreneur ready to untangle yourself from the hustle culture, get into flow state, and have some fun in the process, you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm your host, Ankita Tarol, a Forbes and Entrepreneur Featured Coach and Entrepreneur. I'm bringing the strategy and the woo to help you lead from the heart. Hi there, tuning in today for a solo podcast episode that's a little bit of a learning episode. So in the last couple of weeks, I've gotten asked about six or seven times how to start selling high ticket offers. Now, I want to say that as entrepreneurs, it's really important to listen when a lot of people ask you the same question, because clearly to me, I didn't even realize before people asked me this that, oh yeah, I know how to sell high ticket. I've been doing it for a few years now. So it's important because if a lot of people are asking you the same question, it is because your expertise is very valuable and because you can serve a lot of people at the same time instead of getting on a lot of coffee chats or pick your brain chats, et cetera, right? All right. Now that I said that, I want to first define high ticket sales. So I define high ticket sales as anytime one client is paying you a quote unquote lot of money, whatever you define that, I define it as anything over $2,000 for delivering high value. High ticket sales are usually one-on-one coaching programs or small group masterminds. If you're a coach, if you're a course or content creator, it is that very in-depth service that really transforms their life. And I think it's really important to mention that, that a high ticket offer usually is an elevated experience that really helps your ideal client move from where they currently are to their dream state. And There are a few things that you really, really want to define in this process, okay? But the thing that I want to tell you to get started, it's the number one thing. Are you ready? It is to believe in your offer. You can't sell something if you don't believe in it yourself. So... I think it's important to mention that a lot of times when I coach people, they worry that they don't have enough experience. And I often have to remind them that they are more experienced today than they had a year ago, than they had two years ago. And you don't have to have summited the metaphorical summit. All you need to have done is have climbed enough steps ahead that you can turn around and shine the light for everyone else to follow. And Some clients are going to be looking for someone to summit it all the way, but a lot of them are just looking to get more ahead of where they are currently. So let's talk about this a little bit more in how you can start believing in your own offer. You can start believing in your own offer by firstly doing very deep identity work, which is Do you believe that your service is worthy? Do you believe that your experience is worthy? Really truly tap into that inner worth and like experience the magic of what you have to offer. 
I recently met someone on a concert call who told me that they really wanted to sell their offer, which was, you know, like it was very specific, um, but it was, I would, I'll just broadly label it as coaching. They, they really wanted to sell this coaching offer and they had incredible expertise, incredible education, multiple degrees, all of the above. But when I dug a little bit deeper into, into their offer, they said they don't think that anyone A is going to pay for it and B, they don't think that they would ever hire anyone for this. And I had to stop them and be like, you can't sell something if you haven't experienced it yourself. And most of the time, you're not creating anything novel. And you really need to go hire someone and experience the magic of whatever it is that you're trying to create, even as a way to help you. So if you're trying to create a business, who else has done it? Can you be mentored by them? Can you pay them? If you're trying to build just systems, etc., go hire a coach. But it's really important that you transform your identity. And the other way of doing this is by kind of deeper inquiry work. Um, and hopefully, even if you hire a coach, they can help you with all of this. But you want to transform your identity on all the levels because... You can't start and scale a business if you don't truly believe that it's inevitable that it is going to succeed. Um, some tools that I have used, you heard from my hypnotherapist, Seth Titlin. I love hypnotherapy as a way to, to quickly shift and transform my beliefs. I have hired my own coach before, both coaches that are life coaches, coaches that are business coaches, other forms of identity where like they can even be something using emotional freedom technique or EFT to release all of the stock blocks that you're currently feeling. So, and I can do an entire episode just on identity and perhaps I should, but I want to remind you that really that's where everything begins. Believe in your own offer. Do your own inner work. And transformation happens from the inside out. And when you show up as your full authentic self, fully believing, having done your work, I promise you, people can feel that. They can see that. They want whatever you are building. And so this also automatically means that you're building something that you genuinely believe is good for the world. You're not just building things for the sake of building things. You're not just building things because you think you can make a lot of money. You're building things because... The inherent value and the impact on the world lights your soul on fire. And that's the place that I want you to build from. The second thing that I want to talk about is the importance of building personal relationships. And I'm going to say this. Fuck the funnels. I see so many entrepreneurs who are brand new to business get caught up and try to do these fancy webinars. And do these fancy, like, if you buy within the next five minutes, the price is X. If you hang up, the price increases twofold. Like, no. Like, first of all, even the fancy webinars, which are meant for more than a couple of people, and it's because Zoom can't handle more than, you know, I think 300 people in a room, that comes later. But until you build to that point, you really 
really can start so simple by having personal conversations. And then the complicated funnels needs to, it never needs to be part of your process if you don't want it to be. And more importantly, all those sales techniques that feel really sleazy, you never need to do them. I promise. I promise as a way to build a business, a multi six figure business, a seven figure business, whatever you want without being sleazy. So high ticket offers when you're first starting out are usually highly customized to the person that you're building for. And so like when your client feels like you uniquely understand their problems and can help them transform, they are willing to invest in themselves. And so those personalized relationships come from you reaching out to people in your network, whether it's you reaching out to past people you work with, whether it's you joining networking events live, like in person or online, or whether it is you simply just knowing the value that you offer. And like every time you meet new people, whether it's when you're traveling, whether it's at conferences, whether it's a coffee shop, etc., you're so confident in yourself. It's not about selling. It's just you being confident in who you are and in what you're building, building personal relationships every everywhere you go. And that will lead to more sales. I recently read a book that I highly recommend anyone building a service or a coaching business read. Um, it's called The Prosperous Coach. And one thing that they suggest in that book is to start tracking the number of people that you have conversations with and that you invite into experiencing your magic instead just of pure sales calls. And I actually really like this because I thought it was very telling of the kind of way and ease in which you can build clients. It's like fewer relationships and fewer conversations aren't a bad thing. You don't need to go on LinkedIn and start spamming everyone because that is not going to lead to calls. And this also reminds me to tell you that building personal relationships takes time. Most of the time, you wouldn't ask someone to marry you on the first date. And you wouldn't necessarily yourself hire a coach the first time that you heard from them, right? And why should it be any different for you? So spend time cultivating those relationships, really get curious about people, listen to them, really be a sounding board and and be your full luminous self and see how many people then hire you. But build those personal relationships first. I promise the payoff on that, both in terms of how you feel and monetarily is huge. The next thing is defining your ideal client. So you cannot serve everyone because if you try to serve everyone, you're honestly not going to serve anyone. I'm going to say that again. If you try to serve everyone, you're not going to serve anyone. So get very specific on who it is that you want to help. Not who you think is willing to pay, who you want to help. And this could look as a, you can think about this as a journey, like where, you know, where is your client coming from, where they are currently at and where do they want to go? Perhaps you're helping them at one point in that journey, or perhaps you're helping a specific segment of people. Whatever it is that you decide is your ideal client and your ideal transformation for your ideal client, it means that you have to become okay 
saying no to clients that are not the right fit. Being an entrepreneur, your biggest asset is your time. And the last thing that you want to do is start trading time for money. So when you start saying no to the wrong fit clients, you make more space for the clients that are the right fit. So this means that you lovingly either direct them to someone else who they are the right fit for, or it means sending them to other places in your offer suite. So if someone is not willing to pay a high ticket price, it means that you send them to resources that you've pre-recorded or articles that you've written, or perhaps a coach that does serve newer entrepreneurs or does serve people that are unhappy at their jobs, right? Like whatever it is that you decide, you cannot help everyone. Okay, the next step is defining the transformation your ideal client wants. So you are getting paid as a coach or as a service provider because you can help your client get from point A to point B or the trajectory that they're currently on is not the trajectory they want to be on. And the difference in why you can help them get to and the difference that they can get to on their own is vastly different. And so if you define that transformation, it also helps remind you of the incredible value that you're providing. People are not paying you for you, right? They're paying you for the service and for the transformation that they provide. And that is a result of your magic. And so even when we put ourselves out there, it's really important to remind ourselves of like, we're not putting ourselves, we're putting our services. And it is not personal if someone says no. If they are not sold in the transformation, either our language was incorrect, they're not the right fit. It's not personal. It's not because of us. And that is a-okay. So the clearer you can define the transformation, the better off you're going to be in how you show up, how you sell, in how you even can offer your ideal client their next step. The next step is to have an end in mind. And I'm not by any means saying that your service package or your coaching package has a beginning, middle and end, although it could. Um, and I personally like to do that, even though my clients, most of my clients often renew with me to work. Like we work either three months or six months at a time and often they'll resign at the end of six months for another six months. And I love doing that, but it informs me of that journey. It helps me create clear benchmarks. It helps me create clear markers for their progress and for their success. And what this also allows you to do is to hold them accountable to accomplish those goals that they set out for themselves. If they say they want to be somewhere in three months, you know it's time for them to be there at the end of three months. But you can remind them when they get frustrated in month one or month two that like, no, like this is part of the process. Like it helps you be so informed and so clear about how you work with people that I promise this is a game changer. And the other thing I want to mention about this process, if you have an ongoing monthly offer and you don't have an end, that's totally fine. But just know how you would conclude working with someone. How would you offboard them? Offboarding is as important as onboarding. Offboarding is the dessert that clients have at the end of their coaching container, right? It's like the last thing that they remember about working with you. And if an offboarding process is terrible, they're going to remember that. Um, so I think it's really, really important that at the end of their relationship with you in this, either they move on to the next tier in your service or you set them up for success. You have a way of checking back in with them in six months, a year, whatever you make sure that 
that you help them in their next step. And part of this is understanding when clients graduate out of your week. They graduate out of your expertise. It's almost like you've done everything right. Like if you're a coach that promises to get their clients from zero to $100,000, you've done that. Amazing. And maybe the $500,000 to $1 million is not your expertise. And that is okay. So you know that they are going to move on. So you either refer them out or you find a way of really supporting your clients in their next step in the process. The next is to have systems in place. And this, I cannot stress the importance of enough. It means that you know where everything else, where everything for your client is. They know how to communicate with you. You have boundaries in place. You are not offering a thousand free calls whenever clients want to hop into your schedule. You are protecting your time. You're protecting your systems. Your workflows are clear. Your energy is spent in a way that is really moving your vision forward. Not just your business, your greater vision. And I promise you, if you do these few steps, so I'm going to say them again in a second, but if you do these few steps, your vision is truly going to come to light in, in whatever way you choose to have it come to light. So the steps of building a successful high-ticket service coaching business are the first is to believe in your own offer. Do your own inner work. Go deep. Really get clear on your why. Define your vision. The next is to build personal relationships. Remember, building a high-ticket offer takes a lot of time. And that is incredible. Like once you work with someone, you're going to get to really know them. And that is beautiful. And eventually people will refer other people to you. And that referral network will become gold. But until that happens, just continue building personal relationships, leverage past relationships, past coworkers, friends, people you went to college with, etc. Don't be so afraid of putting your network and your message out there, right? Like no one is judging you, I promise. I promise no one has time to think about you. Everyone is so stuck thinking about themselves. The third step was to define your ideal client. Get super specific on who you want to help and on what transformation you want to provide to them. The next is have an end in mind. Know when they're ready to graduate out of your service. And the last step is to have systems in place. Protect your time, protect your energy, have clear workflows, have everything organized. And I should have mentioned this a long time ago. I am okay at systems. They're not my forte. I just hire someone to help me set all of this up, right? Like whatever, like whenever you're ready for that, it is really important to focus on your zone of genius and outsource things that you're not the expert at. So I hope this mini episode was really helpful to you because I honor you for wanting to support and help people set up their business. Whether it's a service, whether you're a service provider or a coach, I honor you because it is a beautiful service and you're going to help so many people. And I would love to hear if this episode was helpful to you and any big takeaways that you have. All right. Until next week, I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to hear from you. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this episode with your friends. Until we meet again, dear entrepreneur, I hope you remember to lead from your heart.